My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello there. Welcome to Radical Intimacy with Domini Drew. It is Wednesday night. Happy Wednesday, y'all. May or may not be broadcasting from the South. In Asheville, North Carolina, here with my lovely, lovely co-host, Josh. I am pretty lovely. You are extraordinarily lovely. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. I hope you're having a great week. If you're having a shitty week, I'm glad that you tuned in. If you had a great week, I'm glad you took time out of it to tune in and make it even greater. Well sung. So, huh? Well sung. Well sung. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a singer. Not a true story. Exclusively in showers. Okay. Preferably with many people. <laughs> you do have an audience sometimes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just, in fact, I, I will only shower if someone's watching. <laughs> that's, that's a new kink. I haven't quite heard that one before. That's awesome. Really? <laughs> that seems unlikely. I could be very stinky if that was my kink. Oh, is it? Is that, no, that explains a lot? Yes. No? That's why I'm sitting across from you, downwind of you. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we're actually broadcasting from a huge dining room with like a huge long table and he's at one end and I'm at the other. Not, not true. That's not true, but it'd be funny. Uh, so last time we did uh, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of talking about uh, negative self-talk and it ended up being more of an evolutionary approach to relationship dynamics, which is all really fucking important. Uh, so I'm glad we got the chance to to chat about it. Um, so I thought we would do a negative self-talk part two. Um, and in particular, I want to talk today about shooting. What? <laughs> I want to talk about shooting and how uh, everybody in relationships is just shooting all over themselves and each other. And it's just, it's, it's, it's awful. I don't think I would like to watch that kind of porn. I'm saying, right? Me neither. But I get to watch it all day in my sessions. Uh, with 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 Wait, single men, you, you do what in your session? <laughs> I listen to men talk about shitting. <laughs> so why don't you break that down just real slow? For <laughs> so so here's the thing: uh, shitting, shitting. I'm making into a verb. Um, the Sh- word should. The word should is oh god, it is. It's it's a it's a huge misconception. It's totally overlooked. Um, I, I, I learned about it in my training. I've been doing this for, you know, intensively for about 15 years. And, uh, and, and the awareness of the word should was a huge paradigm shift for me. Um, and here's why. If you have something happening, let's say you're, you know, in, in your head, I think to myself, this is actually something that happened. I'll just tell a story. So I, you know, I don't know, was living my life and I had this thought, oh, I really should do my taxes. Okay. And what, what's, what's indicated by that is 
that so so what when you when you hear should and I, I heard it I I sort of you know real uh, saw myself have that thought right of of I really should go do my taxes now if I had wanted to do my taxes okay if I personally me Dominie wanted to do my taxes then I would just go say I'm going to go do my taxes or I want to go do my taxes but if the word should is in there it is actually uh someone else's voice from your childhood that you have taken on as your own. Okay, so think about that. So for me, in, in this example, um, what I was actually saying, because I didn't actually want to do my taxes, and I didn't really feel like I needed to do my taxes, because if I did, if I genuinely felt that, I would just do them. Okay, there, there would be no conversation about it, even if I didn't want to. I don't want to do my taxes, but I'm going to go do it. Okay. The should comes in. What that meant is that for me personally, in that example, it was if I were the person my mother wants me to be, then I would do my taxes. So let's break that down a little bit more. So it's something that it's a, it's a, it's a, someone's voice from your childhood is usually a primary caregiver, a mother, a father, um, a nanny, you know, whoever it is that you grew up with. Um, usually not a sibling. It's usually a primary caregiver because that's where we get most of our, our ideas about shit. What if you were raised by wolves? Then it is the, the, the wolf leader. It's the, it's the alpha. It's the alpha, the alpha you know, wolf. <laughs> you know, that's not a thing, apparently. The guy, I'm dead serious. What? The guy that, that did the original alpha male or alpha wolf study, which is where we get alpha males from, has spent the last 10 years or something like that trying to explode the, the deconstruct his original Really? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty wild. There's okay. a. There's a. Let's come back to that. But I want to stick on sheds for just a minute because this is actually this is this is kind of an important thing because um, I hear this all the time. Um, oh, I I should be I should be more outgoing. I should be more confident. I should um, be in a relationship. I should be married by now. I should have kids. I should not have kids. It's like all of these sorts of shoulds, and they're they're somebody else's voice. Now they sound like yours. That may not be resonating with you right now. If I say, oh, you know, who thinks that you should not be single? You can be like, oh, I do. And it's because it sounds like your voice now because you have totally internalized it, okay? But it's, it's not. The, the definition, the presence of the word should indicates that it is someone else's voice because if it weren't, you just would. You know what? I want to be in a relationship. Okay. <laughs> no conflict there, right? But if you feel like you should or, oh, I'm getting too old and I should, I should be married by now or I, I should have kids by now or da 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 and you'll have a lot of really good reasons. But... The important part is that that's not coming from you. It's coming from someone else. So take my word for it for just a minute and and scan through your scan through your mind. You know, when when you have a should, you know, bring your awareness to that to that thought. Oh God, I really should. You know, I should I should get this shit done. I should go to bed. I should, you know, I should go out and be more social. I should stay in and be more focused. Whatever. But there's an element of that where you're not owning it, where you're not taking responsibility for it. Um, and instead, it's, 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 sort of, it's sort of weighing on you as a, as a need that you don't really want to do because you don't really want to do it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. It's a really interesting thing. So then you're shitting all over. So then, so then I'm going to shit all over you. So Josh, you really should, you know, wear your hair differently. And let's like, we're in a relationship here. Like, Josh, you should talk more. 
or right. Josh, you should talk less. And here I am shitting on you. Right. <laughs> and then you go, you shouldn't nag me so much. Right. And then you're shitting on me. And instead, like, okay, let's let's shift this. Hang on. <laughs> it's a whole lot of should. It's a lot of shitting. We are shitting all over each other. And, and it's fucking obnoxious. It's obnoxious. It's, it's inaccurate. It doesn't mean anything and doesn't fix anything. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it really doesn't accomplish anything. I feel like I need a wet wipe. I know, to wipe all the shoulds off, right? <laughs> all the shit off. The should. <laughs> the ankle deep in should here. This is a huge, this is a huge like revelation in the, in the coaching industry, in the self-help industry that people don't pay any attention. Like I've, I never hear people talk about this since I learned it. Right. No, but I've I see it, it evidence of it everywhere. I like the idea, the concept that you're, I should do this is, is someone else's voice. That's the, the framework I haven't, or the perspective I hadn't heard at all before. It's, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. And you just, and you know that it is because it's a should, because if it were yours, it wouldn't be phrased that way. Interesting. You know, you'd be like, I would, or I don't really, I don't want to do my taxes, but more than that, I don't want to be late on my taxes. So I will. Right. So, I mean, does it always have to be somebody that is like, I guess what I'm saying is, does it always have to be someone way back in your childhood? Or I, I feel like there's a lot of things that I do or have done, especially in the past that uh, I'm thinking like in business, like real estate, like, oh, I did this coaching thing. So I should do this or do that. And then, and yeah, and then there's this like cycle of, yeah, you know, we're talking about um, negative self-talk. This like beating myself up for, what I didn't do and I should be doing. Who you, sh who you should be. Yeah. You'd be better if you were. It, it is actually almost always from early childhood, but it can take, but it can actually, I'm glad you brought that up because it can look like it's a more, a more um, recent thing. Okay. You know, we talked about, um, you know, woundings in the, in the first episode where, you know, you have an experience when you're a child. And this is what I do in my, uh, in my coaching program in the art of attraction for single men um, is, is we, we go back to the beginning and we find out, you know, where you got these beliefs, you know, that you don't even realize that you're carrying. We bring them from the unconscious to the conscious and then you're aware of it and you can make a conscious choice yourself. Um, and with this, uh, and, and people will say, they're like, oh, you know, I had a bad breakup when I was, you know, 30 or 20 or 15. And like, that's, that's great. Well, it's not. That's, that's, that's <laughs> unfortunate. Like, Wait, that's great? <laughs> I'm, that... I'm in the healing industry. <laughs> yeah, she's super empathetic. You're like, yeah, isn't that great? Going right on. <laughs> that's so nice for you. <laughs> Good for you. Now, listen up. <laughs> We're going to fix this shit. Are you ready? <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> me. Me. Me, 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 um, me. <laughs> Sometimes I use Muppets to prove my points. Uh, I don't, well, I have no shitting around that. No shitting. No shitting. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so people will say, you know, even, even you're 15, it's like, okay, I, I hear what you're saying to the more empathetic response then. Great. Um, <laughs> but, but that's a pattern. Like by the time it's happening to you and you're 15, that pattern is set. Right. Um, occasionally this cannot be the case, but it will be through some traumatic experience. Um, you know, not like a breakup. I mean, like those could be because feel very traumatic. But I'm talking about you know, like a a life threatening situation, things like that. And then it's then it's more like a, a PTSD reaction um, that's 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 drawn to that particular uh, event rather than something that's been deep in your psyche since you were a child. So so yeah, shoulds. Although they sound like they can, they're coming from you, and they sound like they're recent. They are um, historical. Yeah, w way historical. 
They are they are back in your past. There is someone unless you're like a five year old listening to this, then it might. If if you're a five year old listening to this, you should get better. Turn this the fuck off. Did you say I said should? should What's 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 wrong with you? Are you shitting? You're shitting on five year olds. What's wrong with you? You just said turn this the fuck off. This I just point that out. Yeah, but I'm not shitting on children. You just you just fuck you use the f word. Yeah, I'm swearing at children, but I'm not shitting on them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a little swearing kid, it toughens them up. It's good for them. I agree. <laughs> at least that's the way I'm parenting. I know, I swear at your kids all the time. Not like at them, but you know, just in their general with direction. Them. With them, probably. <laughs> with them. I would never swear at a child, but I would swear with one. <laughs> I've done both. Yeah, full disclosure. Because <laughs> there's times when you're like, what? The fuck. <laughs> Hashtag terrible parenting. <laughs> oh yeah. No, they just they'll have the you know they'll have their own journey. They're on your own journey. They I can... I'm gonna be honest, and this is gonna come up a lot, and I'm gonna be very clear about my opinion on this. I am pro swearing. What the fuck, Dominic? I know, right? W T fucking F. <laughs> what the fucking fuck? Yes. <laughs> what the fucking fuck, man? <laughs> fuck. This is a healing station. <laughs> I I felt the love. This is uh, this is a safe space for you to really <laughs> open yourself up emotionally. Fucking be vulnerable, <laughs> goddammit. Seriously, though. Chill the fuck out. Like, for real. Um, I am. I'm very pro-swearing. I actually had, had plans at one point, I may still do this, to write a book um, that was geared toward coaches and therapists. Um, and I was going to call it How to Teach Your Client How to Swear. Um, and for me, that really, ma- that really means getting fucking real. Getting real, getting authentic, letting yourself, you know, be in the moment. Because a lot of people, God, we just go around the world, not just shitting on each other, but also in ourselves, but also. Gosh, I, <laughs> I just shit all over myself. You're shitting all over yourself right now, like right in front of me. <laughs> and around children. I don't, I don't even know. Hey, well, that's just wrong. That should be shitting around children. I know. Because you shitting on your children is what's going to make them shit on themselves the rest of the life, the rest oh, of their yeah, lives. Yeah. Well, th- th- that's, that's their, that's their, you know. Well. Uh, I try yeah. to do better. But. Yeah. But you're like, but you're like causing all the problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not true. We're fucking around. Uh, <laughs> if you have children, you will wound them. Okay. That is a thing. That is how humans work. <laughs> so be the best parent you can. And just be okay that you're going to stab them. And be aware that you are going to fuck them up. And you know what? That's honestly, you know, we're, we're, we're kidding around here, but like, that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Okay. Because your children about to blow your minds right now, your children picked you on some level. Okay. They, they incarnated specifically as your child. Okay. Um, you also chose yours which can sometimes be more difficult for people to accept. Parents, you chose your parents. You chose your parents to learn certain lessons. Now, your parents may have been, you know, what we as society say are horrible parents. Um, you know, they may, have, they may have beaten you. They may have neglected you. They may have abused you. You know, they, they were doing the best that they could, however awesome or terrible that may look. Um, but that is, actually, that is actually true when you break it down. Um, Got some advanced topics here, girl. I know, right? I'm like, it's a little heavy. I'm like getting a little deep. I'm sorry. Is it too much? It's too much. <laughs> well, it's just, it's out of, out of context. People are like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And it's true. This, this can look, this can look kind of, um, you know, this, this takes the self-responsibility to another. He, he, let me rephrase this way. It is in your best interest to see yourself 
as the creator of your life and not a victim of it. Amen. So if you have some crazy parents um, and you, you know, you spent your life being like, Oh my God, I had these terrible parents. It's like, okay. So given that you are in a situation where you are, you had those parents, you grew up the way you did. It is in your best. It is, it is the most useful thing that you can do. The, the best way to, to grow from that and integrate it and move on and let go um, to, to be like, okay, what's the opportunity here? Okay. You had abusive parents that gives you the opportunity to learn to forgive. It gives you the, um, to move beyond, you know, the, the woundings that you received when you were a child and to grow and make them better. It also gives you the opportunity to commiserate with other people who had abusive parents. To access that are essentially right. That come out of that and, and resilience, you know, you would, you never have the resilience, which is just toughness. That's the psychological term for being tough. Right. Resilience. Mm-hmm. But toughness. In, but in a real right. resilience being, I can, I can. I can weather a storm. I can weather a storm. I can move through this. And, you know, talking about self-talk, I mean, that's, that's massive. Like, imagine for those of you who, who blame your parents for a lot of things, and that is very natural. We all do that. I still do that. My mom. Well, <laughs> uh, this is a new kind. Con- I mean, you literally just, I just got shit on. The of shitting to me is kind of new. Oh. This is the first conversation I think I at least recall having mm. with, but, but it seems like there's a, there's a similar shading to this in that it's the whole kind of still playing. If you don't, it's helping you identify the things where you still are victim to or, or playing the victim to. So I, I, you hear, especially when you get into personal development work all the time, you know, I, people will call you out or did this or into a, you know, chair and beat me all the time. I mean, that's obviously a valid concern, but as long as victim to it, the big advanced topic, yeah. this seems like a very, um, very helpful to hold yourself up to something externally instead of being authentic and right. from where a place of like, you know, I want to do this and maybe it's not time or instead of going, beating yourself up or having negative, because we're, we're, I think we're still, I think we're still on negative self-talk. <laughs> so um, talking, giving, helping you see that so that you, so you can start to reset the, we talked about this last episode, programming or underlying belief systems that run the self-talk. Right. Is that... Is that oh, I didn't understand anything that you just said. Okay. I just tuned you the fuck out. I have, I have no idea what any of that meant. You just think about people shitting on each other. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's really... Um, yeah, that's really... That's, that's important. You know? That's a, it's, this, is, this is... And I'm sorry, you know, he did. Josh calls me on the shit all the time. He's like, you're getting too deep. Chill out. Uh, well, especially the whole reincarnate into calling right, and, and and let me just say, and and then I promise I'll shut up about it. Um, those are like very, very broad spiritual concepts. I mean, we, we talked about the the secret in the in the first week. It's like, you know, the 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 overarching thing. Like, is that a true fact? You know, I feel confident now saying that it is because I've studied this for fifteen years and I've experienced a lot that you know I I know to be I know to be true. However, just throwing it out, it's not necessarily useful for you. So if that doesn't resonate then it's not for you. And BT dubs, that needs to be the case for everything. Not only that we say on this show here, but that you read, especially about the spiritual world or personal, you know, personal work or self-help, you know, industry, whatever. Don't just assume that someone has knowledge about you that you don't have about yourself just because, you know, that's their field. Like I, you know, if, if we say something that, that resonates as true for you, you're like, oh shit, like should. I, I, I do hear that word in my head a lot. I wonder what that, you know, Take it, take it for for what it's worth. If it resonates with you, great. And if not, then it doesn't. Right. 
and that's totally fine. Well, and some of those concepts, I think if if you're feeling you know resistance to that, you're like, no, fuck that. I, I think that is an opportunity, though, for self-reflection mm-hmm. at the very least. Like, why does that bother you? And that's a great phrase. That's, that's what we really want to provide, opportunities for self-reflection. I'm trying to help you see your life in a different way. You don't need to. Your life can be is is like great. You don't have to change anything. There's no agenda here. You like can you're just gonna be keep better. shitting on yourself. And you can just shit on yourself as much as you want, but like don't be wall. getting on Twitter and shitting on me. <laughs> no, you just just sit in, sit in your floor, shit on yourself, rub <laughs> it on the wall, like whatever. And then listen want. to the radio show. Woo! Wednesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Shitting. Shitting's good. Well, and I think early on, somebody basically told me, you know, wherever we, nobody's, you're doing, if you are looking to become more aware or more evolved, whatever term, more spiritual, whatever term you want, mindful, whatever it is, you don't have to, nobody's forcing you into this. This is all, and that, hence the term self help or personal development. This is on you. So, I actually kind of found found it very liberating in that, you know, at any point you can pick up your old neurotic behavior if you want. Like you can go back to that. Like it's fine. You don't have to do this. You don't have, you know, nothing. If it's something challenges you and you just can't, you'll, you won't, you, I promise you, you set it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You won't be like, oh, this is scares the fuck out of me. I'm just going to sit with it. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm going to turn off all the lights and get real intimate with myself. That sounded good. So sorry. We'll try and bring a little bit more levity in. Um, but, you know, it is. It's really interesting shit. It's always an opportunity to, to, to grow and, and, you know, be better and be better according to you. And this is something I share with my clients early on um, in the Art of Attraction, which is this uh, uh, eight week course that I, uh, that I created. That takes you from point A to point B, and it's specifically geared towards single men um, who, who you know, who want to attract someone who attract you know the same relationship over and over, or or whatever, um, and and are ready for for something real. I have no agenda for you or anyone else, like someone who comes to me. I'm not trying to make you better. You're great. You're fucking awesome. No matter what you're doing, like that's you know I. And I'm not trying to, to change anyone and make them better. Literally, all I'm doing is waking you up to what you're doing without realizing it. You know, so if you have underlying beliefs that are keeping you from what you want, then I can show you those beliefs. And then they're conscious. And when they're conscious, they're within your control. And then you can choose. And if you want to keep doing them, great. Great. And, and that segues into kind of what you, what you do, what radical intimacy is mm-hmm. in that you know, you work with people to help them get what they want, but you don't own work with everybody. You said, said that last episode, mm-hmm. you're very selective about that. Yeah, I'm selective about who I work with because I want to work with people who are super fucking motivated, who are done with their shit and ready to make a change in their life. That's when I'm the most effective. Yeah, so your, your art of attraction or... Um, yeah, the art of attraction course. Oh yeah, and Radical Intimacy, that's just the name of my my business, y'all. Um, it's at, you know, it's at dominiedrew.com and you're welcome to check out some more, um, uh, radical intimacy is just a, is a term that I came up with, um, to sort of describe the, the effects of the work that I do. Um, and then the, you know, the art of attraction is the name of my course, um, that you can read more about at, um, at dominiedrew.com. And there's also a video, um, I think there's a link on the work with me page, um, of my website, um, but dominiedrew.com forward slash hello will take you to a, a, a login page for a video. And there's a video that really talks about, you know, how effective the work is. And if you 
intrigued by it, you can sign up for a free session with me and we can chat about it. How, how do you spell that? The dome? Domini, D-O-M-I-N-E-Y. And Drew, D-R-E-W, dot com. I just, I was just giving you shit. <laughs> I have to explain my name a lot. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. It, it comes, it's something you get used to when your name's Domini. It's like, meh. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to expect you to know what the fuck my name is. <laughs> this is why I, I'm helping you out. I'm helping you out. Baby, remember my name. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. You're all welcome. Yeah. Um. So where were we? Shooting... And hmm. self-talk. Oh, we've well, actually lost our train of thought. No, no, we lose our train of thought a lot. Well, we just take left turns. We just take a lot of left turns. Yeah. Or right turns. Should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. Oh, yes. Right? That's funny. Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I did notice some of my kids, this is interesting. This is, shows have gotten so much tamer because I watched uh, Looney Tunes with them and they're like, Daddy, they are really mean to each other. They're like blowing each other up and shooting each other like constantly. I didn't realize the kids' shows don't do that anymore. Like, I'm like, oh. I didn't that know. fucking coyote. Yeah. I mean, he died like four times an episode. Yeah. I had well, Roadrunner is kind of a cunt too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he was just like so fucking smug about it. Like, <laughs> that, maybe. Was, that was special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> Roadrunner is kind of a dick. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We can't argue with that. Um, so you were talking about shitting. It was the the overall theme. Maybe we get back to the, is um, <laughs> negative self talk. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah. And shitting shitting is just one uh, one form of of self-talk i think you know in our last episode we talked about prostitution and i think that we <laughs> should just bring yet. every topic back to prostitution so like how does negative self-talk contribute to prostitution in, in a good either or a positive way. or a negative way oh positive or negative okay mm-hmm. so negative is pretty easy just like people don't feel self-worth issues yeah or just i can't get blank so i'm just gonna go pay for it kind of thing oh i was thinking from the other side isn't that funny yeah. <laughs> so, so from the so negative self talk from the prostitute side, maybe self worth. Um, I'm not worth anything else. You know the ways to people now. I, I personally think that prostitution is a very uh, sacred um, uh, uh, profession and activity um, when done with when done with consciousness and awareness. No, I agree. I was actually going to say let's not perpetuate the fact that if if you were to legalize it and form you know normalize it. Mm-hmm. On every level, then then you have people that are willing participants that are exchanging. You know, there there is yeah, there's definitely a sacredness to it. There's yeah. there's not a um, well, the argument for pro. I should in my perspective, I'm very pro pro prostitution because it's going it's going to occur. <laughs> well, it's going to occur anyways. Yeah. So let's put let's put some rails on it. It let's, is. This is the oldest fucking profession, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. So if you do that, then you're you don't have a relationship where you, oh, it's extremely one sided, or at least perceived that way. Yeah. Where you're, ta- you know, one person is getting something taken from them. Right. You know. And that, you know, guys, it doesn't matter what you do in life. It matters how you do it. You know, like if I were going to be a prostitute, you'd be a damn good prostitute. I'd be a fucking amazing prostitute. Now I have, I value myself a lot. I've also had 15 years of intensive therapy. So like, let's not, let's not think this is all shit I was born with. But like, 
you know, I've I've taken a lot of time to fall in love with myself and to to value myself. You were, you and, were born with all this, though, Dominique. Oh, John. It's true. It is true. It is. It's true, but I was massively it's, insecure. Like it's, it took you fifteen years to realize. It, it took me a lot of a lot of uncovering my my realness and getting rid of a lot of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in doing so, my physical body changed a lot, which is which is quite fascinating as well. This this work works on uh, a lot of levels. Um, but yeah, like I value myself, so I would do be a prostitute. I would you know I would interview the person that I'm going to. To, who's interested in my services, we would sit down for coffee at some point beforehand. Um, I would decide who I'm going to work with. It would be probably expensive, you know, and it would be an incredibly sacred experience. It would be a whole evening. It would be a, you know, I would have a space that, that felt very safe. It would be like, you know, epic sex and incredible eroticism and maybe massage or, or you know, oils or whatever, but it would be a whole, a whole fucking experience. It would be amazing because right. that's, the way I, I guess I think, you know? Well, well, and I've heard kind of crassly, this is just so sorry, sorry, it's taking a left turn, but um, I've heard it, you know, sex in general, especially relationships, is that you you pay for it somehow, essentially. Like you pay for it with your time or you're, you know, really investing something into it. So if you want to break it down to kind of a, you're exchanging something for sex, no matter what. As I've and I don't necessarily believe that, but that's I've heard that I would put that out there that like people are like, oh my god, prostitution is so terrible, and I'm like, uh, in a lot of a lot of ways, like I could see, I'm not making that argument, but I could see how someone could, like yeah. even in a normal relationship, you know, you trade something for for your. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not again. I'm not yeah, making. Like, I think I'm not that would be something that people would fall into really easily. So I'd be a little, um, I'd, I'd be a little aware if that's something that resonates with y'all out there. Because um, paying for it kind of sounds like you're putting up with the relationship part in order to get the sex part, which means you're not in a great relationship. <laughs> and hopefully, the sex is amazing. Well, but that's also that's a lot of people. It's common, but it's distorted. I just want to make it clear that that's that's not. Accurate, healthy. healthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. I mean, yeah. that's exactly why you do what you do, so that hopefully you can help people understand that that's not normal. That's not, or that <laughs> that is normal. It's common, but it's not. It's, it's not yeah, healthy. it's not healthy, or it's not the best. You know, it's not the most efficient. It's not the best. How way about it live. doesn't have to be that way? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. Have How to be about it could be something that you're said. really excited about being around, and and yeah, it's it, that's a lot more rare than surprisingly rare. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. That may not be fair. Right. Surprisingly rare. It appears to be at least some maybe with it, it's an easy it's an easy trap trap to fall into. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's the case on both cases. I think, you know, if, if you have a, a woman who's in an abusive relationship, uh, and, and she is the abusee, um, then you know, maybe on some level she thinks that's the best she can do. Or God help him that she can fix him and make him better. Oh, she, she just tries a little bit harder. Ladies. Ladies. Don't, don't smack her. She'd probably like that. <laughs> Stop. God. <laughs> I, I, as someone that has worked with people that are in that position, I'm like, they, they will, I've they will go right back to it. Yeah. I've yep. basically seen, well, with their actions yeah. demonstrate that. No, you're, you're, it's sad. Unfortunately, it is fucking terrible. Yeah. And, and you get really caustic to it at a certain point. You're just like, you're just going to do the same shit again. Yeah. Like it's terrible. Like obviously, that's not a healthy viewpoint. Well, I mean, it is what it is. I, I honestly, I, I often feel the same way. It's like, well, you know, you're you're walking back into this. It's like right. you're fully aware 
because I just told you <laughs> and now well, you're walking back into it. Like, yeah, we all act kind of uh, compulsively out of those, those needs. Like it's, it's very, uh, seems very similar to like an addict in a lot of ways. It is exactly, exactly what it is. And I'm so thrilled to use that word. I use that word all the time. Um, and we, 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 we get addicted and everybody thinks, oh, that means crack or heroin and nothing else. Fuck that. You could be addicted to your evening wine. You could be addicted. Fucking coffee. Let's talk about coffee. Oh, please don't talk about coffee. I like my coffee addiction. I know. So many people love their coffee addictions. And I look, I love a good cup of coffee, okay? I made the mistake of living in Italy for a while, so now I'm totally spoiled for amazing coffee and can't drink American shit anymore. So I, I love a good, a good cup of coffee. I do. And, like, isn't it interesting how somebody will wake up in the morning and will will be like, oh, I really, I, I really just can't, you know, you're talking to them and they're like, I can't, I can't talk to you right now. I have to have my morning coffee. Like it's really, really important. And I'm looking at that person. And it's like, you know, maybe 10 in the morning or something. And I'm looking at that person. And I'm like, you realize you're an addict, right? Like, do you realize that's addicting behavior? You just said that you cannot function until you have your drug in the morning. Right. And everyone laughs like, oh, tee hee hee hee, she can't do anything because she's got her coffee. It's alcoholism like, is like one of the most, I mean, it's starting to become part of the dialogue, but alcohol was like so culturally pervasive. I mean, you look at Mad Men, like everybody was fucking drunk, like half the time. <laughs> and I mean, that was that was not an exaggeration yeah. at all. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it is, I, yeah, called, I Drinking definitely think it, well, coffee is a drug of some sort. Well, it's addictive, right? I mean, you... Yeah. If you have it every day for two weeks and well, then you... It's a mood, I say drug. What I mean by that is it's a, mo- a mood, mind, mind altering, mood altering, mind altering substance of some sort. It's very minimal, I would say, but... Vasoconstrictor. Vasoconstrictor. Mm. And actually there is, you know, mm. one cup of coffee. <laughs> um, That's how I bring all the boys to the yard, my vasoconstrictor. <laughs> You know you want it. You, you know the constriction part. There's something there. You're like, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm on constrictor vasos. No. No. All right. Too much. <laughs> no. You like your vasos touched this way? No. You guys, no. I'm touching his vasos, and he doesn't seem. I, mean, very I guess there's it. some level of constriction that's probably not. But you know that that's you get push that envelope. <laughs> oh yeah, literally push that. Envelope. Push your envelope. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an envelope. All right, I'm going too far. But you know, you can only you can only it starts to fall apart at a certain. I got your envelope right here. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Radical Intimacy, classing it up every Wednesday night. Oh, God, yeah. That's what we're known for, class. Mm-hmm. It is. We are known. That's going to be on my tombstone, classy. <laughs> or or the, <laughs> here lies a classy motherfucker. <laughs> like, I would totally get, I'd be okay with that. I will make sure that it is on your tombstone. <laughs> if you would like. I would be willing to do that for you. My pizza or my actual, like, grave marker? <laughs> Both. <laughs> okay, so I have no idea where you totally derailed. I think, like, I think you were saying something that actually had substance, and I derailed you. Oh no, it's fine. We need <laughs> we need levity. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so coffee and these sort of drugs that we that we uh, oh, that's what it was. that 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 are just normalized, and it's it's fine. You know, obviously, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of coffee. I just it is interesting, isn't it, that some things we sort of accept and some things we don't, and. Alcohol is a little bit trickier, I, I feel, because there are, there are cultures, you know, like in Ireland, it's a, it's a pub culture, right? Which means that every, every night after work, like most people go to their local pub 
but they don't get wasted. They have like a pint or two. They're generally not. You know, they just drink often. And and it's like, I mean, whatever. Alcoholism is not my area of expertise. So I'm not going to comment too much on that. Somebody's going to tweet to me and be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, whoopsies. <laughs> No, I, I mean it's it's still it's very hard when you when you do bring a cultural element into it. It's specific, we're we're talking about, co- about coffee, how accepted it is. When it's more accepted, it is it's very hard to judge where the line is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what we're talking about. It doesn't matter what you do; it matters how you do it. Yeah. Good God. I know, I was like, right? Fuck, I have no well, idea. We are terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> how much weed did you smoke before? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I mean, how much did you read about? <laughs> I don't know. How much did you see me smoking before? <laughs> it depends. How much have you got? <laughs> you, you got some? What? Like, what, what, why you got some? <laughs> like scratching my arm. Why you got some? You got some? Um, so then this is actually a really, a really important point. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters how you do it. So if I were to be a prostitute, then like, that's how I would do prostitution. That's, you know. I was about to say that's how I run my business. <laughs> Let me Mama clarify. Got to make some money. <laughs> dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> oh, stripping. Okay, so I've got a stripping story. Yes, I do. <clears throat> Shoot. May I share? Yeah, okay. May you share? It's your fucking show. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, get up. Get out. Why are you even here? All right, I'm putting the microphone down. Seriously, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> so 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 stripping stories so i was a stripper for a while and really uh, yes did you not know this i don't feel like i did oh my whoops <clears throat> well since it's just me and <laughs> the you the cat here. was out of the bag before <laughs> and now it is again no 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 there's no cat there were no cats <laughs> your pussy. at my at my <laughs> at my at my club anyway oh oh no cats at your club no okay. actual yeah no actual cats cool cats obviously oh yeah lame terrible no no abort <laughs> abort we're done we're done it's going nowhere it's terrible <laughs> uh, i just snorted i think on that one. <laughs> that's good i'll take that as a sign of quality so it's quite the opposite <laughs> sorry to sorry to shit on you but uh god why are you always shitting on me jesus um and this is actually a good one for shoulds too so so I said that I was going to be, I'm a dance instructor. Okay. I teach Argentine tango and, uh, uh, and ballroom dance, but particularly tango and salsa and those good fun ones. And, um, I got quite good and I was teaching in, um, uh, you know, where I was living and the, the, the studio where I worked had an exotic fitness program, which I had never heard of in my entire life. (laughs) And, uh, they had pole classes. And because I was an instructor at the studio, I would get into the classes for free if there was room. Right. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to learn me some pole. What? Come on. Pole. Pole. So I did. And at some point I was like, okay, I'm learning all these skills. Like, you should just try this. Why wouldn't I just go and make some money at this shit, right? So, so I promise I'm bringing it back to it's not what you do, it's how you do it. <laughs> but Did you um, have candles in your set? Did I have candles? <laughs> well, you said you were going to do like sacred. Uh... Sacred shit. Well, I mean, I was at a club, so I didn't really have a whole lot of like say <laughs> well, in the ambiance. <laughs> well, I just was, I was trying to, you know, like do a, do a spoiler. Also, ambiance may be a strong word because it was a strip club. <laughs> but... I, you know, I mopped the floor before. Like... 
<laughs> the previous dancer gets off. There's me like like cleaning off the pole like, with some squeak, Windex on us. Squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> anyway, is there so, a pole squeegee? Like, is that a thing? That's probably should no, be. No, I swear to God, this is, I can't believe I know this. Okay, you, you put a little Windex on like a paper towel and you go up and down the pole. Yeah. Like this. How is that? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was video for this. It's very, it's, no, there's uh, no video. Yeah. There's no video. I'm not doing anything I've seen. Can't prove it. Um, and wait, is this thing recording? <laughs> <laughs> you stroked the shaft of the you pole. You stroked the shaft. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, but that's before you climb it. Anyway, so, so, so I, I sort of was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go do this thing. And people would, I mentioned that I would doing, was doing it to a few people and they were like, oh my God, you're going to get addicted to crack. You, you you were gonna do wait wait say that again the was, whole line was like funny. I was gonna get addicted to crack that's what people said because apparently you know there's drugs in in the stripping scene no but you were gonna do pole dancing you didn't give context oh yeah so so I was gonna get a job at a at a strip club with several other people well they're like people who were already at the club. Oh, it was just okay. me okay no no I I sorry I spoke to about it to a couple of other people oh, I told them what okay. I was gonna do and they were like oh my god you're gonna get addicted to drugs probably not if you've met me um <clears throat> but anyway. I did sort of, you know, enough people said that, that I started thinking, okay, I'm going to make a deal with myself. If I can be empowered and do this in a way that, you know, is like, I feel like a goddess and I'm practicing my pole tricks and I'm getting fit and I'm, you know, getting attention that feels great. And dollar dollar bills. And a couple of dollar dollar bills don't hurt. Um, then great, I'll do it. And the moment that I, that, that shifts, I'm, I'll quit. So... I went and got I got a job at a place and I you know when you first join you're like the bottom of the totem pole and figuratively stop speaking. it <laughs> that actually was pretty good I didn't even know <laughs> I didn't even see that one coming hey oh <laughs> so I got the day shift <clears throat> and the day shift tends to be a lot emptier right because not a lot of people want to hang out in strip clubs in the middle of the afternoon I know what a happy hour <laughs> it was very happy. Don't eat the shrimp. I was happy when I was there. <laughs> there was no shrimp. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that I've ever been to a titty bar with the shrimp. Like that, if there's shrimp there, <laughs> it just seems like I think that would be super sketchy. Unless you were on a you, yacht <laughs> in fucking Florida, there is some goddamn strip club oh, with shrimp. Like, of course there is. Yeah. I'm sure there's multiple, but you probably shouldn't eat it. Oh no, no, still don't eat the shrimp. Don't eat the shrimp. <laughs> That's <laughs> That may have to be the tagline for the show. What was that guy? What was that like? Deep thoughts with Jack Candy. When you're at a strip club, don't eat the shrimp. Don't eat the shrimp. <laughs> this could happen to you. <laughs> and then you show some shady picture that's totally unrelated. Okay, so go go back to your intentional. Uh oh yeah my my pole healthy story shafting. So uh, so anyway, so I was on the day shift and I um. Uh, so it was quite empty, right? And I, who, who after is a while, clientele? Like, give me, give us, paint a picture, if you will, of the. I really prefer not to. I'm <laughs> already regretting bringing this up on the air. Hey, you got yourself into this. I'm bad. totally aware of that, but also like, what, not. What, what kind of demographics are we talking about with like midday strip clubs? Midday strip clubs. It was probably, uh, you know, late 30s to late 50s. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, I guess business business guys and people who are in town and white primarily. I, I don't, hmm. I don't know. That's actually, there, there weren't many of them. That was kind of the whole problem. Okay, so go on. 
Um, but what ended up happening was, you know, I would sort of get up there and I'd do my thing. I'd be like, ooh, look at me. I'm being a goddess and I'm having great and I'm empowered. Um, and I was sending all this energy out. And because the club was really empty, um, a lot of it didn't come back. Right. Um, and so I started, mine started to go down. Right. And this is just my experience. You know, if you have, if you have a different experience, tweet that shit to me because that's awesome. Um, but my experience was there just wasn't enough energy coming back. It was like, um, if you've ever acted before, it's like acting a, in a passionate scene across from someone who's not acting with you, you know, who's like <laughs> not giving your energy back and you just kind of like run out. <laughs> right. Whole dead fish thing. I don't like about. that whole yeah. dead fish thing. Yeah. Right. On, uh, in sex, which is in case you're unclear how I have sex. <laughs> That's how mama does it. <laughs> just lay there. <laughs> Let you do all the work. Like pick your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah, or no, suck your teeth. That's like, that would be the ultimate. <laughs> you about finished there? But seriously, I got shit to do. Are you done? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> I got to go take a big craps. <laughs> That's probably unlikely for me to say. <laughs> hopefully. You know, hopefully I mean, all of the scenario is yeah. unlikely for you. Oh, yeah. No, the rest of it's just that's accurate. That's accurate. That's how, that's how it went. He's sucking and everything. <laughs> I like the I like the toothpick idea where it's sort of just like oh, hey. good, good feelings gone. How's it how's it going, guys? <laughs> oh, energy wasn't coming back. So the energy wasn't coming back and I, I started to feel disempowered. I started to feel like I was needing it. Like I was like, oh, like please give me a dollar. And right. it was just getting what was for me what felt like like pathetic, like not the standards were down. And so I quit. Okay. That was it. I made a deal with myself and it got to that point in, let's be honest, not very long. And, uh, and I, I quit. So, so it's fine. You know, it's like, I, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm half kidding. I mean, I do feel like I'm sort of uh, outing myself a little bit here, but also it's not something that I'm shy about because I did it in a way that was in line with my integrity. Right. Well, and to, to bring it back to, you know, whatever you do, it do it with intention kind of thing. And you were aware of what you were feeling and, you know, what the self-talk you were having and that, yes. that helped you from, you know, becoming yes. addicted to crack. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I got addicted to crack. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling so down. I just, you know, a little bump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't matter what those motherfuckers. Did you bumps of crack? <laughs> no, that's Coke. Hit? Oh, Coke. Oh, yeah, sure. Do a little, do a little bump. Yeah. I mean, I've read. I've uh, never done Coke, so I don't know. Hmm. I'm, so, I'm such a goody two-shoes. I know, right? I'm better now, but I was a super late bloomer. So, yeah. I mean, I also haven't done coke or crack. I don't know how you do crack. I think it's a smoking thing. Um, yeah, that's mostly from TV. Yes, which, as we know, is always accurate. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because <laughs> like you know, kids that smoke pot are chasing the dragon. So, chasing the dragon. It's heroin. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, I swear to God, like the fucking Lifetime or like after school specials are like he's just chasing the dragon. I'm like. He's Smoking a fucking joint. <laughs> Does he have a needle? Oh, like, you said that to your after school specials? No, no, no. no. That's I didn't say that. fuck till I was like 25. <laughs> no, I don't think I've I come a long way, folks. I've no, come a long no, way. No, no. I just, in hindsight, you know, I, I was very, it was, just, I, I thought it was all the devil. So, do you remember the devil? Uh, do you remember the, uh, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs? Oh, God, yeah. yeah oh, that, that was awesome. The eggs? You know, I did. I said that to somebody. It just date me. Fucking, I feel like an old man now. <laughs> I said that, like, reference, and 
I said something like that. And then I, uh, this happened to me multiple times <laughs> dating myself. And I did the more, you know, star. Yes. You know, the more, you know, exactly. And I did like that movement with my hand. If since we don't have video, I'm taking my hand and moving. Stop breaking my shit. <laughs> one hand, one side of the, of the <laughs> panning across. Yeah. And this little arc that yeah. the star would shoot across. And that was like the animated logo. Which, if you're of a certain age, apparently you know. Uh, it, an amazing age. Let's not like yeah, make exactly, it sound like we're exactly. And the server was like, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, I apparently was kind of mature looking because they were 21. Oh my. Yeah, and then I was like, you should have pulled out some reading rainbow just then and there. Bam. Exactly. Lavar uh, Burton. Boom. Yeah, nothing. Still. Nothing. Crickets. No. Yeah, I'm sure. Like Muppets. Muppets. Same thing. The Muppets. other day, I was like. You motherfucker. You don't remember the Muppets? They didn't know who Muppets were? Nope. They were 19? First of all... They're around still. Isn't there a movie like two years, three years? No, probably like six years. (laughs) I think there's still movies coming out. I mean, Muppets in Space was a thing. All right, we're getting cranky. You're like, ah, well, you know these kids now. Kids, get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, I do though. I feel like I started getting nostalgic when I was about twenty-seven. I was like, "Well, oh, back in the good old days." <laughs> like, I've kind of always been an old woman, kind so of like turn, an old man. I turned really, to the bartender. I'm like, you know, the more you know, star. And they're like, "Dude, I'm 22." All right. So first of all, you need to look at who you're hanging out with. It was. I was just at like uh, it was the the champagne bar in Asheville. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like a nice upscale, apparently run by infants. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's upscale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's 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 super true. It's super true. I love the more you know star. I use that a lot. So anyways, you know. yeah, I, well, we don't know much about the hard drugs. The hard drugs. We do not know. No. no. Oh, that's right. Drugs. And then the um, uh, brain on drugs commercial. Uh, there's actually a commercial, and I'm sorry, this is tangent, and we'll, we'll bring it back to it doesn't matter what you do, but it's about how you do it. Who cares? <laughs> and other actually useful things for you to learn in your life. <laughs> Shortly after Fuck this, the audience. Brief, we're having a conversation after this. After this brief um, tangent, t- tangent to you know the nice news. I'm going to touch my my uh, tangentials. That's what it was. Oh yeah, I was touching my tangentials. There. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just because I'm making eye contact? <laughs> Where's your hand? Where's your hand? Hand check. Hand check. I can't. I'm touching my tangentials. Oh god. <laughs> Um. So, oh yeah, okay. So the drug commercial from way back when—I don't even know what it was for or who uh, put it out—but it, it's, it was so visually striking. And I must have been like five or six time, right? Like I don't remember a lot from that age, but I remember this visual, which was, you know, this guy's sort of voice talking about, I guess, drugs. I don't even remember him talking about drugs. I just remember him talking. And this woman gets up on this. Um, uh, you see this woman in a bathing suit come out on a on a diving board mm, and yeah, shows her and just the pictures panned up. So you, so you see her, but you don't see the anything else. And she does this beautiful like jump and she dives or flips or something. And then it just shows a, a picture of um, an empty pool. Pool has no water in it. Right. Um, they make a cut, right? They she, make a cut. Yeah. yeah they, she, she dives out of, out of screenshot and then it cuts straight to this empty pool. And then this, the diving board, like I'm getting seriously, I shit you not. I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like, I don't know what it was, but that that visual was, like, really intense for me. Well, that brings up a whole different discussion of, like, how certain drugs, though, can be expans- expanding. So, it not all drugs are bad. Right. And the fact that 
your intent still really matters. I think that's yeah, how it's and, and exactly. And then you know, so, here we are. But here to we vilify, are right back with it. vilify everything, right, is really dangerous. So we make these sort of assumptions about what's good and what's bad, and right, those are really good and bad are really uh, subjective. It's totally subjective, and what's the word I'm thinking of? Really um, arbitrary. On, They're arbitrary. Oh, that's a good word. Um, concepts in in society, but we all sort of we all sort of get behind them. Well, or, or yes, and depend. So subjective is my people. I don't know if this is it, it based on the context of the situation too. So you know, if you are doing ayahuasca in a you know very intentional with a shaman in Brazil. Well, yeah, basically, you know, there's your intention is probably going to be very very different than what you know you just trying to get off or trying to get out of your mind with anything else you know right so so television okay so i watch television um that's great if you're enjoying yourself or you're connecting with people or you're connecting to yourself connecting to yourself i like that Uh (laughs) uh-huh um then then great if you're using if you're using tv as as an avoidance uh video games another great example um you know if you're if you're enjoying um, you know, your, your video games and you're doing it because it, it enlivens you or it calms you or it's what, and it's like not that you can never like take a break from life. It's just, you know, just awareness, just, okay, what are you doing? Are you playing video games for three hours every day after work? Might you be avoiding something with that behavior? You know, just consider it. And maybe the answer is no, but it's worth a consideration. Absolutely. I mean, I, I find that I can, um, you use it, use hide behind almost any activity. Yes. You know, like work, you know, workaholic is obviously another easy one to get to. Right. Everyone um, thinks, oh, work is great. You're going to work. Exactly. That's wonderful. But are you doing it with the intention of avoiding what's happening in other areas of your life? Right. Even like putting my putting myself out there like creatively or like with a business or whatever, I find myself very easily getting like lost in the details of like, I'm going to have do all the research and I want this to be, you know, perfectly launched and have all my ducks in a row. And that's so unrealistic. And and still protection, like if I don't ever, you know, do anything, then I'll never fail. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the the underlying most something like that, like fear of failure. Yes. Uh, Anyone out there listening want to be more successful than they currently are? Even one person? Never. Never. Uh, that is obviously a massive um a massive feeling and and you just really nailed the cause of that, which is a lot of people are actually more afraid. They're not actually as so much afraid of failure as they're afraid of success. Um, but both will lead to the same result. You can, you know, be starting a business. You know, let's say you work a nine to five and you have for ages and, <clears throat> you know, at some point you want to, uh, you know, you want to make more money or you want to stop being told what to do. I mean, I, I run my business now, um, uh, Radical Intimacy, with single men and and dating because that's you know something that interests me but i used to run the exact same business um with a slightly different structure with people who wanted to be more successful you know they wanted to know what they wanted you know they wanted to find their passion in life um and that's exactly what 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 i would do and so you know people who work nine to fives and they want they want to make a difference they want to you know be themselves make more money um all that type of shit and and that's a really that's really powerful desire. I hope so. Yeah. But, but a lot of people are blocked from it. And part of it is, can be fear of failure, which is it's better not to like, hold on, let me just get it perfect. You know, perfectionism, boy, 
Does that block life force? Holy wow. Um, you know, all your creativity, all your motivation can really get shut down by perfectionism. Um, I don't know at all what you're talking about. No, right nobody does. I mean, I didn't bring up the subject. Like <laughs> that I've struggled with in the past, yeah. present. Yeah. And that, hopefully not future. And that happens in the, yeah. And that happens in, in relationships as well. It's like men, you know, I find that men worry a lot um, about, about their, about their significant others. You know, they, they, they want to do it right. They want to express their love. Um, and often it just, it comes out kind of twisted or wrong or, or, Somehow it just doesn't, it doesn't communicate or she doesn't get it. Um, he or she doesn't get it. Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of speaking to our communication, maybe deficit would be a, a word to use. <laughs> um, when we worry and we aren't as, I say we, you know, at least for myself, I won't speak for all male kind, but um, being less connected with your emotions kind of is where I feel like I've come from. And, you know, we're worried about it. We're not quite as adept at communicating what we're feeling. So, yeah, when you say something, you're like, oh, you know, you, you didn't want this bad, this thing that you don't want to happen, but the, you do it so inarticulately mm -hmm. or you fumble through it. They're yeah. Just, they're like, what the fuck? And everybody's going to do that. And that's okay. Right. You know, and it can be frustrating, and difficult. Right. Um, so there's, 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 there's fear of, of failure, fear of messing up, uh, that can lean towards perfectionism. Um, and there's also fear of success. Fuck. That is a huge one, you know, mostly because you're, you're more used to failure. That is when I tend to find that, uh, fear of success happens most often. Um, uh, you know, you're not even so much afraid of failing because you're expecting to fail. So that's the pattern. That's where you're comfortable. It's, it doesn't make you happy but you're comfortable and you're safe there because you know it, you're familiar with it. So, um, you know, comfort, <laughs> like people don't even quite realize the power that comfort has and familiarity. Um, you know, in order to stay safe, we'll keep ourselves failing because we, we know that's okay. I don't really know what success is. Um, and that may seem silly to your, to your conscious logical mind, but the way belief structures work, it's like, yeah, you keep yourself safe. Remember, it's all about safety and survival on, on a, a big part of our, our brain. So that's something to be, to be aware of as well. And I come across that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I come across it. Hey-o. Hey-o. So, um, very beautiful thing. A lot of, a lot of really good, good points and, and, and shit around that shit stuff. stuff. Shoulds. And what shoulds. Stop shitting all over each other. That's the lesson of the day. Thing. Huh? It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Don't, don't, don't shit on each other. Don't shit on yourself. So yeah, I don't know. You know, bring your awareness to these, to these thoughts when you, when you, when you see them. It's really, that's, that's, that is the secret to the entire thing. <laughs> just, just be aware of, you know, what you're, what you're thinking and what patterns are in your life. And you, it's amazing how, how fast shit starts to change. Yeah. I mean, that is very, it's very, um, it sounds almost trite. But essentially, yeah, it's all, lots of most self-help, most mindfulness is just creating awareness, mm -hmm. tr tr maybe tricking yourself and yeah. becoming more aware. Well, changing your programming, as you say, it's like this, this shit is programmed and that's okay. It, it is, that is what it, what it needs to be. And but you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. That's true. Ha, ha, ha. I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're very clever. Oh, yeah, sometimes. S smart and pretty. 
<laughs> Everyone knows you can't be smart and pretty. Fucking pick one, people. Okay? You can you can have the brains. I push both. Or you can be hot. <laughs> but you cannot be both. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> Damn it. It's supposed to be simultaneously. Maybe I'm not as smart as I thought I was. <laughs> but you're very pretty. <laughs> very pretty. <laughs> so that is uh, wrapping us up for today. Any last thoughts? on what we've covered. If you're going to be a stripper, do it consciously. Male strippers, this is totally including you, by the way. You're pointing at a chair. Yeah, I am. Emphatically. Fucking get your act together, stripper chair. Fucking stripper chair. I'm like pointing as if I'm pointing to some person and there's no person in the chair, but that's irrelevant. I'm emphatically emphasizing my emphaticism anyway. Shut up. <laughs> smooth <laughs> yeah yeah I am <laughs> yeah that's true so yeah it doesn't matter what you do it matters how you do it so check and see if something's in your integrity and if it isn't and you're doing it anyway let yourself be curious about that yeah you'll feel it you'll feel it you'll get the hang of it you'll figure out your shit So that's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you so, so much for joining us. We will be back next week for more uh, epic wisdom mixed with stupid shit. And and some probably some shitting. And and maybe some shitting. No, no shitting. But we will be warning you against shitting. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. (laughs) There'll be an anti-shitting message. An anti-shitting agenda. (laughs) All right. Much love to everyone. Hope you found some value in it. We will see you next week. Signing off. Adios. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.